So research says that the average person speaks 16,000 words per day. I also found some other other articles that suggest a woman speaks about 20,000 words a day and a man about 8,000 words a day. Yeah, I'm not even going to touch that. (laughs) But I got to thinking about it. If the average person speaks 16,000 words per day, there are about 8 billion or so people on the planet. That's 128 trillion words every day. That doesn't even include texts and social media posts and and good old-fashioned printed words. Words, words, words. 128 trillion a day, which is 47 quadrillion per year. I wonder how many since the creation of humanity. How many will this homily be? After hearing the story of the Nativity last night, Holy Mother Church chooses some rather dense readings for Christmas Day because she wants us to ponder more fully what is God saying to us in the birth of this child? We most often refer to God as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but if you notice, John begins his gospel with this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The ones that we usually call Father and Son are God and Word, speaker and spoken. Distinct persons and yet an inseparable unity. In the beginning was the Word. He has always been eternally begotten of the Father, as we'll say in the Creed. The Word was with God. The spoken has always been with the speaker. But more literally, this could be translated, the word was toward God. The word, the son, has always been turned towards his father, towards God, and vice versa. God has always been turned towards his word. The divine life that has always been, has always been a communion of persons, a communication, a conversation Two persons, one conversation in one spirit. And the Word was God. In other words, everything God is, the Word is. Hebrews said it this way, He is the refulgence. In other words, the, the brilliance of His glory. He's the very imprint of His being. But then John and Hebrews both teach us that that very divine conversation turns towards us. Hebrews says, through him, the Word, God created the universe. John says, all things came to be through him, the Word, and without him nothing came to be. Go back to Genesis. How does God create? He speaks it into existence. Speaker and spoken. God said, let there be light especially us. As John highlights, what came to be through him, the Word, was life, and this life was the light of the human race. We were worded into life. We are lit up with the divine life. So creation. 
But then Hebrews tells us that that word is still turned towards us. He sustains all things by His mighty word. He who worded things into existence continues to word that existence. If the word did not keep speaking, everything that exists would fall silent. And when humanity chose not to listen, He continued to turn towards us. And He kept speaking. Hebrews says, in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In little bits and pieces, we get it, Torah, prophets, and Psalms. But then, then in these last days, He has spoken to us through His Son. Now God has spoken. In a human story of uncountable words, 128 trillion forecasted just for today, God has said just one word, the word, His Son. All that God wants to say to you and to me, He has said, and He continues to say in this child. The word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And so then the irony, the paradox, the the great mystery of this day is that on this Christmas morning, lying in a manger, nursed by Mary, cuddled by Joseph, adored by the shepherds and the angels, the Word is wordless. Oh, maybe a little babble, a coo, a cry, but no words, no human words. Only His flesh only his body. His flesh is not just the packaging. As if he occupied a human body the way your gifts occupied cardboard and wrapping paper this morning and then you ripped them all apart and threw it all away. No, 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 no. No, no, the Word is flesh. His body is the Word. His body born of Mary is what God wants to say to you. God has so turned towards you and me that He has become one of you, one of us. Jesus, of course, would grow up and eventually He would say and do many things. John concludes his gospel rather whimsically and he says, you know, if everything that Jesus said and did was written down, there's not enough space in the whole world to put all the books We actually only have a mere fraction of what Jesus said and what he did. Miracles and signs that also speak louder than words. But above all, what we have, my friends, is that we have him here on the cross. The word become flesh was once wordless, gently hanging at Mary's breast on Christmas morning and then becomes wordless again, torturously hanging from nails on Good Friday. He speaks seven short sentences that we know and then becomes silent in death. But that silence only lasts three days. The word become flesh, rises, and as Hebrew says, he gets the last, the final, the complete word 
God, Hebrews says, made him the heir of all things. And what is his inheritance as the heir? It's us. It is to bring us into that resurrected, bodily glorified life with him. On this most joyous mornings, though, of mornings, John hits a sad note. The saddest of all human tragedies is described right in the center of that rather dense passage. He says he was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. We did not listen. Yet in his mercy, my friends, on this morning, he comes to us. Now, there are so many people these days, and maybe even some of us here, who wonder, does God really have anything to say to us? All that God has to say to us, he has now said to us in his son, Jesus. If you want to know what God is telling you, here he is. Jesus once born, once crucified, now risen, is here, dwelling among us, and he is turned toward you, and he is speaking. And he says it the loudest through his flesh. This is my body given for you. Because most personally and most intimately, The Word become flesh now enters into your flesh. He tabernacles and He dwells in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. That's what He wants to say to you. What do you say to that? I have no words. I'm speechless.